Welcome to So Tell Me What You Do. I'm Amy Hutto, a life coach who works with small business owners to stop the overwhelm and get to clarity. And if we talked, you'd know that what I love most in the world is learning all about other people's work, why they just have to do that thing they do. So join me as we talk to a different small business owner, entrepreneur, creative, or nonprofit leader each week so they can tell me and you what they do. This podcast represents the opinions of the speakers and guests to the show. The content should not be taken as advice, medical or otherwise. The content here is for informational purposes only. Because each person is so unique, please consult a healthcare professional for any medical questions. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So, Marcy, do you want to introduce yourself? Certainly. I am Marcy Haynes. I have been a CPA for about 25 years now. I have done a lot of different accounting jobs and I really enjoy it. So Marcy, as an accountant, tell us what you do. What I currently do is I have a bookkeeping and tax practice. So my day could look anything like this morning, I went to a networking meeting and then I had a client come in and we talked about business entities that they could set up. We talked about cash flow for the business. We talked about if it's better to be an independent contractor versus employee. And then now I'm doing this podcast with you. And then this afternoon, I'm going to be reviewing transactions that someone has done for themselves. So they went into their QuickBooks and they recorded all of these things and they're not sure they have everything in the right place. So I'm going to look at that and then let them know if anything needs to be reclassified. And then after I'm done with all of that, then I'm going to work on some tax returns. So Marcy, what made you get started and pursue accounting? Right. That's a great question. So, you know, when you're a little kid and you dream about like firefighter, police person, ballerina, all of that stuff, I never really dreamed of any of that. Nor did I ever think that I would be an accountant. I mean, who dreams about becoming an accountant one day? (laughs) It just doesn't happen. So what happened with me is I, my mother um, did accounting work and office management type skills. My father did IT stuff. He's got some Microsoft systems certified engineer way before, you know, that was a popular program for people to follow it. And so I think I was always drawn to mathematics and science and things like that. When I went to college at Wright State University outside of Dayton, Ohio, they have something that they call weed out classes. And I did very well in the accounting weed out classes. So I had a couple of professors come to me and, and say, hey, have you thought about doing accounting? And the answer to that was absolutely not. <laughs> but they thought that perhaps I had some skills there. And it definitely takes a different mindset to be able to do accounting. I, I will just tell you that right off the bat. And apparently my mind is of that mindset. And I really hate to toot my own horn, but they were right. I have some skills and I'm pretty good at what I do. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me more about what that mindset is. Sure. So I am a left-handed person, okay? And the percentage of the population in the U.S. that it, well, in the world, actually, that is left-handed is about 10%. However, in accounting, it's almost double that. It's like 18% of accountants are left-handed. 
So there's actually something with the way the brain works that lends you to being better suited for certain things, right? So I can look at transactions and I can follow them backward and tell you what happened. And then if you go and check with the person who did the transaction, they'll be like, yes, that is what happened. So I have the ability to pick things apart and and work on them that way. What I don't have the ability to do, unfortunately, is forecast. Like I can come up with a budget and I can do a projection out. But if you want me to forecast, you know, two years out, five years out, whatever the case may be, I cannot do cash forecasting that far out. It's just not in my wheelhouse for whatever reason. (laughs) So your stumbling block, not being this future focused forecaster, is also your superpower being able to work backwards. You've taken the thing that might have stopped you and kind of turned it into working with your brain and working with yourself to do what you're good at. Yes, yes. I can do forensic accounting all day long. I find it fascinating which of course is part of that mindset. It's like, whoever wants to admit <laughs> that forensic accounting is is their groove, you know? I mean, it just doesn't happen. So the whole thing with accounting that, that trips people up most of the time is understanding that it is a dual entry system. So they have things called debits and they have things called credits. And depending on what type of account it is, it's a debit or a credit balance for a normal situation. And most people in accounting classes can't wrap their brain around that. Like, why is a liability a credit account? Why is that normally a balance that is a credit? So you have to be able to look at a balance sheet and say, okay, this makes sense to me that if you have an asset, that is a plus in your column. And if you have something that you owe to somebody, that would be a minus in the column. And that's kind of how If you can think of it that way, it makes a little more sense. And so assets like cash are a plus, liabilities like owing someone money are a minus. Not everybody can think of it that way. And so they always get tripped up trying to figure out, well, why do I have a negative balance in this account? Well, it depends what type of account is it. Maybe you should have a negative there. So for those of us who don't naturally think that way, we should be really glad there's left-handers like you who do. Exactly. (laughs) So, Marcy, you ran your own business. How did you know it was time to do that? Because there are accountants who work for larger firms or for other people. What made you go out on your own? I used to work in the oil and gas industry, and I lived in Texas. And oil and gas is just absolutely fascinating. So... If there's anybody who wants to talk about tracking a barrel and how much it costs once it gets on the barge and transfer pricing to a refinery, I'm your gal. But (laughs) my company was bought out by a company here in Brentwood that is Delic US. And Delic owned all of the Mapco stations and things like that around here. And then they sold them to a Chilean outfit and finished the purchase of my company in Texas. And when that happened, there were some of us who came over, we, we transferred to the Tennessee area. It was less than 10 people that actually took a transfer. The culture at the new place was not what I had had in Texas. And I felt that it would be very difficult to find that again. And I got to the point where I wanted to help people instead of helping a corporation. And so now that's why I do taxes and 
business advisory services and bookkeeping because I feel that's more benefit to people than if I worked for another corporation and worked on financial statements that their shareholders could look at and pick apart. So that's kind of how it came to be that I have my own firm. What do you love most about working with individuals as their accountant? So when I'm doing bookkeeping for people, I have clients who are greatly appreciative of me teaching them things. And I actually like to to teach people. That's one of my highlights of my job. Like I had people in here this morning and they have a business. They've had a business for several years and now they're bringing someone else on board. And so we were talking about what that looks like and how they should be doing this differently. And they need a business checking account instead of a personal checking account and using accounting software, et cetera, to keep track of their financials. And at the end of it, they were like, I'm so glad we had this discussion. If we hadn't talked about this, then I wouldn't know X, Y, Z now. And so that's really one of the things that I enjoy the most is being able to help someone learn something about the business. It's not necessarily that I'm trying to educate them such that they can take care of their stuff on their own, because usually when you say accounting, people's eyes glaze over, right? So I'm not trying to do that, but I feel as business owner, they should have basic understanding of of the way things work so that it's better for their company as well as better for them. Education really is, is probably the part I like the most. Even if they're not ready to take it over and run with it on their own, they're able to engage with you and it in this really more informed way where there's a comfort level and a familiarity and just a depth and breadth of knowledge. Right, exactly. So they can ask more informed questions and get and get deeper into types of business advice that they may need. Uh, for example, if they want to expand, they, they might want me to look at their balance sheet and then explain a few things on the balance sheet to them, which is what the bank would look at in order to determine credibility with, with their company versus their personal assets, et cetera. Sometimes it's hard for people to separate the difference between the two, because if you're a sole proprietor, actually they're the same, but you want to keep your business records separate from your personal records. And that is the number one thing that I have with sole proprietors. They don't do a very good job of keeping the two separate, but I try and give them the knowledge of why they should and give examples of what happens when you don't. And then future expansion, et cetera, is all impacted by that. So what is the one thing that you wish your client base could understand? I wish that people understood better that an LLC is a legal type of entity. It is a business formation, but it's a legal entity. It's not a tax entity. So when I ask someone, well, what is your business type? And they tell me an LLC. I follow that up with, okay, an LLC is a legal entity, but you, as an LLC, you can be taxed as a sole proprietor. If you know you have a partner, then it could be a partnership, or you can choose to be taxed as an S corporation. So what is your tax entity that you are set up as? And most people don't, don't know, one, that an LLC is not a tax entity, and two, they do not understand that there are different types of corporations that can be set up. There's a C-corp, there's an S-corp. There are different types of partnerships that you can have. You can have 
two partners in it, you can have four partners in it, et cetera. You know, percentages don't have to be 50-50. There's all kinds of things with business entity setup that that are missing in the world today. <laughs> so who should people be having that conversation with so that when they come to you, they do have that answer already? Sure, sure. So I, I recommend a team of three and, and I feel that these are important for anybody who wants to go into business for themselves or already has a business for themselves. And I think I'm actually going to add a fourth one to the team. But generally speaking, the three that I always say, talk to an accountant, talk to an attorney, and talk to a financial planner. And through my discussions with other people and other things that happen in life, I would like to add life coach to that. And no, that's not just to butter you up. I do believe that <laughs> people come into to owning their own business with these grand plans, but they don't have enough focus to make the plan come to fruition. Most small businesses go under within two years. So I think there's some forward planning that needs to happen. There's some backward analysis that needs to happen. And there's some present business planning that needs to happen. And I feel that that team of, of four helps bring that all together. The attorney would be first in this instance because they would need to you know, talk to the attorneys about what type of legal entity they should be. The financial planner would come into existence at the same time because you need to, you know, have money to fund what's going on. So there's mm -hmm. that. And then the accountant should be in on the beginning because if you don't know to open a business checking instead of a personal checking and you go to use software later down the line, then you may have an issue. So there are several, several components that work together. But again, if you don't have the life coach or business coaches help you map all that out to begin with, then what's the point in talking to the attorney or the financial planner or the accountant? You have to have a vision of where you're going to even start to navigate. Exactly. And you've added some nice pins to that map too. So now there's <laughs> stopping points along the way right. as you enter that forest. Yes. So Marcy, as an accountant who works with individuals and people who own their own small businesses, what is your eternal challenge? My eternal challenge is people doing all of it by themselves without checking with an expert. In other words, Amy, you are a life coach. If someone came to me for life coaching skills, I would not be able to give them any. So if you take someone who is say a construction guy, they are good at construction. They're not good at accounting. And as I said earlier, there are things in accounting that just make sense to me where other people struggle with it. Therefore, they should be asking questions. They should be relying on someone who's an expert. They should be not trying to do all of it themselves because it is very difficult sometimes to unravel what their thought process was and to fix things within the software. If it's just on paper, that's another thing. I mean, that's easier to fix, but everybody uses accounting software for the most part today. It makes life easier. It makes it simpler. Reporting is better for the business owners so they know where they are at any given point in time, but garbage in, garbage out. So they could be looking at this and have things on their balance sheet, which makes their income look higher when it really shouldn't be on the balance sheet. It should be on the profit and loss or the income statement. And they get surprised when you go and you fix things. And then they're like, but when we started this, I had $80,000 in that income. 
well, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, there were some things that were miscategorized and they were put on the balance sheet. When I move those over to where they should be, your net income is now 20000 instead of eighty. So that's my eternal challenge. <laughs> Trying to have people change that mindset from being a one-man show to hiring out the appropriate parts and accepting help and support where it's needed so you can really shine at the thing you do well. Exactly. So one of the things I, I always say is, you know, I wouldn't expect you to be able to answer bookkeeping questions just like I wouldn't, you, hopefully you wouldn't expect me to be able to answer drywall questions. You know, I mean, it's just not my area of expertise. The things that you are spending your time on in your business, if it includes bookkeeping, I guarantee you I can do it quicker, faster, more efficiently. And I'm saving you that hour that it would take you by me doing it in 15 minutes, right? So that gives you an hour back that you can spend that time in your business and on your business, right? So you get bogged down in the day-to-day and I call that the in the business, but really you need to look at where you are, see what your future plan is, see how you can make all that come to fruition. And that is working on the business instead of in the business. So if I gave you an hour back, that's where I would recommend you spend it on the business. Otherwise you're just stuck in the day-to-day and you're in that cycle where you can't be forward thinking because your forward thinking is what you have to do tomorrow, not where you're going to be in two years from now. Marcy, that not only sounds like an offer of an hour savings, it sounds like an offer of frustration savings. Absolutely. What are the moments that make you fall in love with being an accountant with your own small business all over again, even after you've come up against all those books that weren't done quite right? (laughs) I actually like when I have a good set of financial statements. So I've gone in and I've cleaned up all of the things that are wrong and I look at it and I can support all the numbers that are on the balance sheet and I can show you where your income number came from. I can show you your gross receipts. I can tie everything out with a nice neat bow. That is one of the things that makes me fall in love with it all over again because it is a dual entry system. And as long as you're doing your dual entries correctly, then everything balances out and works perfectly. Getting to that perfect end result. Yes. Clean and tight. Marcy, who is it that you wish you could reach and pull in? I wish that I could reach more sole proprietors because they typically are the ones who don't have any time to spend on the business because they're too busy in the business. So one of two things happens. They write a check back in February and they finally get around to doing their books the following February because it's tax time, right? So they're in a scramble trying to remember what happened a year ago. They're trying to figure out how that check that they wrote impacted the rest of the business. They're trying to recreate all of these things. Whereas if you have bookkeeping done for you, or if you have an accountant who who does bookkeeping plus some more services, then you don't have to worry about that. And we do it in February. So if you wrote that check in February, we're, we're taking care of the classification of it in February. We're able to give you financial statements at the end of the month so that you can look and see where your business is. If you have decided that you want to make a go of it, why not have all of the best resources at hand? It's not as expensive as people believe for bookkeeping services. So even if you're not using a CPA, I still recommend you get a bookkeeper one way or the other. 
And now that you've done this work and stepped into working with individuals, what's your one takeaway? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I, <laughs> I think from a life perspective, which of course is always the most important part of it. I, I think you said, said it earlier, you know, accept the help that you can get take that support and go with it. You don't have to be a one person show. If you have a tax return and you're coming to me for help with that, I am, I am grateful that I'm able to help you. It's not that you're uh, a dollar figure to me. It's me sitting down with you talking about things that you could do better, you know, next year to reduce your tax bill, or it's me helping an older couple get their forms e-filed because the whole process scares them. I, that's the, that's the stuff that people should, should take away from it. You know, it's a resource to be used. It's a benefit to be gained. And a lot of people need help and they don't, they don't, take it. But again, I go back to the thing of, if you ask me a question about drywall, I'm not going to be able to tell you anything about drywall. I will tell you anything you want to know about accounting, as long as I have that knowledge. There are several different types of accounting that can be done, etc. I have done quite a few of them. Just ask the questions, get the knowledge, and then take the help. Getting help from someone else lets them shine. And ultimately that lets you shine too, because you're able to go back with better resources and do that thing that you love doing. Exactly. Yep. So Marcy, if we have any small business owners and individuals out there who are like, mm, I should have a bookkeeper, <laughs> <laughs> but I bet the bookkeeper would be horrified to hear from me because I've never had one or that's really nerve wracking to make that call. Right. What should they expect? How do they get started? So there are, again, there are lots of bookkeepers around. Um, everybody has the same Google, right? I mean, <laughs> so you could certainly start there. One thing that you would, would want to ask them is what benefit will you be getting from it? So in other words, there are different, there are different levels of benefit from having a bookkeeper. One benefit is that someone goes in and classifies all of your transactions for you. And that is strictly just bookkeeping. Another aspect of it would be producing financial statements, which is a historical document. So basically, it's a look back at what happened. But if you can't interpret what happened, then you can't use that information to look forward. So you got the financial statements. Then you have financial statement analysis. And that is looking at the financials and saying, here's possibly where you could do better. Or I know someone who has lower insurance rates. Would you like that referral? Or you could benefit from a solid business plan. I have a financial advisor who specializes in business planning. Would you like to talk to them? So there are different levels. So it really depends on what you're trying to get out of it as to the questions that you should ask. But definitely Google bookkeeping services and then know what your level of comfort is with having someone else in your books working on it constantly. What are you willing to share with them? How in-depth do you want the information to be that you get back out of it? So what I hear there is you get to choose. You get to choose your leveling of engagement. Exactly. So Marcy, if somebody's ready to choose and they want to reach out and find you, how do they go about doing that? 
My company is Haynes Accounting Services, Inc., doing business as Sixcentrics Business Advisors. So they can call our office if they want at 931-286-2654. They can look us up on the web and do a website inquiry and we'll get back to them. Or they can shoot us an email and our email is kind of hard to spell. So (laughs) I can link it for you in the show notes. All right. That would be great. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today and kind of letting us get that back curtain peek on accounting, something that a lot of us don't get to see every day. Sure. Thank you for having me, Amy. It's, it's been wonderful. Thanks for joining us. If you felt inspired by what you heard today, I encourage you to take the first step towards that thing you feel called to do. If you need some help gaining clarity on that vision, reach out. The world needs more people to do the thing they love most, and that includes you.